Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! It got bad. Blah. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. I am the loaf. I got a belly full of Taco Bell. It is angry. I got some Pepto right on top of it. Also angry. With me, <laughs> Dr. Zong. So angry. God, I stink. Yeah. All right. What? what? This week, the little CDR thank you episode for helping us with the... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, motherfucker. Um, the uh, so we're doing a couple of uh, Once Upon a Time in Japan kind of type of movies for him there, Daddy. Uh, something or other. Yeah, uh, haven't done any Ace movies in a while. <laughs> uh, Ronan Guy from 1990. Ronan. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I stink. God damn. Um, and the ballad. What? Fart stink or B.O. stink? Oh, fart stink. Oh, God, it's death. I get um, that. That went over my head. Uh, the Ballad of Narayama, or Narayama Bushiko, from <laughs> 1983. Manantau! <laughs> uh, Zom, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm just great. I've been sitting <laughs> in this chair for about, let's see, um, hmm, I think I maybe start about six for about three hours already. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, th- okay, I w- I'm going to confess to to you people something, okay? And that is this. Um, I think it, there's been a time where we've talked about how uh, your mood or maybe your circumstances might affect your review of a movie. And now I'm not saying it did. But it sure as fuck started that way, because the last thing that I wanted to do (laughs) today (laughs) is sit and watch a fucking two hour and 20 fucking minute movie. But anyway, um, but everything's cool. It's, um, you know, just some shit going on and uh, we're trying to get, I don't know, just working through life. And Mm. uh, so some of my planned uh, trips and get togethers with the with the crew, with the gang. Uh, might be, or not might be, I think they're on permanent hiatus. Uh, mm. Hopefully, by the end of the year, things will get straightened out and we'll, we'll be able to uh, do some horror hounding. But uh, I don't know if that's, that's not even, uh, you know, 100% or even yeah. maybe 80%. So Work shit. We'll see. Yeah, my, my job has been sucking the asshole. Um, there was a job opening at a place I used to work, and I was very tempted to apply again, even though... It's not a really a job I'm qualified for in the least, but I might try anyway. 
has that ever stopped you? I, uh, you know, I mean, I'm working somewhere. I'm not qualified in the least, too. So ah, keep that in mind the next time I'm working on your iPad, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, pretty good week for me. Uh, it's baseball season. It has started. The, uh, the, the Red Sox have won the first series against the New York Yankees, which was quite fun. They are now winning over the Toronto Blue Jays, who have possibly the ugliest turf in Major League Baseball. At this rate, they'll win the World Series. Yeah, they will. Um, well, yeah, well, I'm not going to hold my breath, but the team feels better already than it did last year. I'll just say that. Well, there you go. That's yeah, something optimistic. You know, you have something to look forward to. Yep. Whereas I, on the other hand, now I will say this: uh, the Flyers beat the shit out of Maple Leafs physically and <laughs> wise. So suck on that, Willie. Um, and they also beat the Bruins, who are a really good team. And so, you know, who knows? Maybe something's going on. I don't know. Maybe they'll sneak in there. The, I was. I, I had the realization that. With the position that the Hurricanes are in now, even if they do make it into the playoffs, they will probably end up playing the fucking Penguins the first round. <laughs> oh, just get destroyed. Yeah. yeah. That, I'm not, you know, but then again, I mean, if we still, and I'm not even sure if we still have a chance, I think we might, to get in the playoffs, it seems like we're peaking, which is, this is a good time to peak, time motherfucker. To, well, a better time to peak might be like 10 games from now, so that way the peak goes into the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and whatever. Uh, sports talk with Silva and Gold. <laughs> what have you been watching this week besides Flyers and and uh, uh, Pirates? Uh, let me see. Jesus Christ. Get the goddamn fucking notebook over here. I don't even know. I wasted a piece of paper. Um, I watched <laughs> a uh, the infamous Steven Seagal movie, which I have seen a million times because it's on USA all the time. Pistol whipped. Where at the end, uh, with the USA um, censorship, uh, Steven Seagal said, asked the bad guy while he's dying, do you want to be buried or do you want to be cremated? And the guy says buried. And then Seagal picks him up, and it's obviously a dummy, because uh, he's like a, a straight board, and slides him into the back of a hearse, then shoots the hearse's gas tank, which explodes like a goddamn... Uh, the Hiroshima <laughs> atomic bomb, and he goes, "You cremated now, mother freaka." <laughs> so that's the greatest thing ever, and I'll watch that. I'll, and, you know, he's fat, but it's it's funny. Um, they have a lot of mother freakers in it and nice. stuff like that. Um, now, the highlight of the um, week mm-hmm. was a movie I got on iTunes starring Terrence Stamp, mm-hmm. uh, John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Tim Roth and mm-hmm. a girl big seemingly natural big boobies and curly hair uh, and it's called The Hit hmm. uh, this was fucking awesome and I mean it was different It's I think it might be a Criterion movie uh, but boy it was good and Terrence Stamp was just everybody in it was excellent and it was uh, 1984 so you know check it out and find it it's really good um, I wish we would review it anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> can we review an American movie uh, in English we got okay. some, I think we have some British movies next week so. well that's fine they speak English sort of well unless it's or right, Spanish right. Um, I watched a movie called Run Man Run, 
starring Thomas Millian. This was a spaghetti western. Um, now, I watched that one, and I cannot even remember what it was called, a couple weeks ago, and I think you said you liked it, and I didn't like it. It had a lot of weird gore in it, like where they'd reach Oh, the Django shoot. Yeah, I didn't oh, like yeah. that. But this one was good and because it was kind of funny. And uh, it wasn't kind of funny. It was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, it had some... <laughs> he was funny. I, just, I got this on iTunes, too. Ah, okay, Django, sorry, Django, is it Django Kill If You Live Shoot? Yes. Yes, that's it. yes. Yeah. That was the one I did not like. Uh, this, one was, this one was... No, I wouldn't even say tongue-in-cheek. It was zany. It was funny. <laughs> Uh, I watched um, a movie called Drive Me Crazy from 1991. And Jesus Christ, boy, did this have a cast in a fucking half. It had like Milton Berle, Dom DeLuise, Billy D. Williams was a star. And, and him and this other guy, kind of like a buddy cock kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And this guy's name was Thomas Gottschalk. Thomas Gottschalk. He looked like some kind of goddamn Hungarian tennis player or something with long curly hair. And it was a fucking, it was such a fucking turd. It was <laughs> unbelievably horribly bad. This is the Justin Oberholzer. I'm challenging, I'm not challenging because he watches this show all the time. But I'm telling you, Justin Oberholzer, Drive Me Crazy, Billy D. Williams, 1991. You fucking, this is like, will be like heroin to you. You fucker. Um, the next thing I watched was a movie with Burt Reynolds. I almost said Lancaster. I don't know why. Uh, the movie Malone. Um, and it was also on this. And Burt has a, again, a very thick, very curly, very bushy toupee on. <laughs> um it also has got a bushy toupee. It was bushy, man. It, he never, his hair wasn't that curly, bushy, and thick when he had fucking hair. Now it had um, Scott uh, Wilson from um, Walking Dead and In Cold Blood, who I talked about last week, seeing at Horrorhound, and he plays. I hate to say this because I think he's a good actor, but it seemingly he plays the same fucking part in every fucking movie. Kind of the weak. <laughs> Weak, uh, uh, beaten down older guy. Um, and he, um, th- he asked Burt Reynolds in this movie, he says, So, when were you in Vietnam? And Burt Reynolds goes, 1961. And I just did like a double take, which I think Scott Wilson did too, because his character just did, there was this pause, and he goes, That was kind of early, wasn't it? <laughs> and he goes, not for what they sent me in to do. Nice, but it was uh, it was pretty bad. It's <laughs> Bert trying to be uh, still in shape, still an action star, still doing some stunts. Hair fucking just looking so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and again, I hate to say that you know I watched a movie again that I just watched, and but we don't have too much to say about this. I do have one thing to add. I watched Skyfall again, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now. I said when I watched this the first time on our show, and you know the Albert Finney when they went to Skyfall and Albert Finney's character shows up. Mm-hmm. After watching it, I said, "Jesus Christ, I would have shit myself if they would have had Sean Connery play that part. I would have literally probably got up in the theater and shit in my hand and rubbed <laughs> all over my face and my." Ah! <laughs> I actually read, see, this was, they put Skyfall out. It was the 50th anniversary of James Bond. Mm-hmm. 
and they actually thought about having Sean Connery play that part. Oh, you right. you you almost had turd face. Turd face. I would have. I, I honestly got. But um, it would have been so fucking great and so perfect. But they said that it would. They thought it would have been like stunt casting, and it would have. It would have kind of taken people out of the moment. Yeah. I don't think so. Fuck it, they missed an opportunity because let me tell you something. Sean Connery's pretty old, and he ain't gonna be around too much longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to curse him or anything, but you know. But that's it. I watched the Flyers in the in Toronto, and you know, watched the, uh, some baseball, baseball. Read some comic books. Thor just still. hit a home run. This game's tied. What? Four four. Um. Holy cow! Oh fuck. Uh, let's see. Um. Jock in the hizzy. I watched. Uh, a Mill Creek thing last week um, while I was working on the shoe. Um, I watched The Evil Brain from Outer Space. Uh, sounded terrible. It was probably pretty terrible. I don't really know what was going on, but it was still kind of cool because it was a Japan- it's a Japanese movie um, with a guy with a superhero called Starman. It had to have been a pretty, very early, like, it's also known as Supergiant. Um like DC Comics Starman? No, 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 no. This is this is pre DC Comics Starman. This is nineteen sixty something. Um, but Starman is a a costumed character like you saw in Japanese shows through the seventies, and um, he's fighting these like radioactive monsters, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it doesn't really make any sense, and but uh, there's some like nifty little edits where Starman would be fighting one of the monsters. And they would both jump, and then the camera would skip, basically, and they'd be on top of like a tower fighting again. So like they were jumping like super high. It was pretty cool. I mean, you know, for a super low budget, probably made for TV movie from the '60s, but hey, it, pretty unique. Um, let's see. I watched. Uh, I continued my ABCs. I'll finally get through the alphabet soon. Um, I got to Q. I watched A Quiet Place to Kill. This is an Umberto Lenzi uh, Giallo. Now this fucking thing, yeah. This was about as close to porn as I've ever seen a giallo. There was fucking spread vag in this and everything. Really? Yeah. There's women fingering themselves and stuff. <laughs> well, oh, what the fuck? I thought that Dylan Dog or fucking Della Morte, Della whatever. Movie Not only had. are there titties in this one. I mean, there's fucking like full, like full frame vagina, lips moving around from hands. Huh? But it's it's all lesbian sex too. There's no dudes in it really. Klaus Kinski's in it, um, jacking off on his daughter's face. <laughs> and um, but it's it's pretty much a story of all women. It's all these women that are staying in like a a quote unquote rest home. It's basically these women that have been uh, diagnosed hysterical or whatever, and they're there. And one of them's a sex addict, so she's constantly just writhing about in bed, just touching her titties and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, are they pretty, good looking or are they gross? Uh, every woman in it is decent looking. There's no, well, there's no, there's nobody in it. Carol Baker's the main chick in it. Yeah, I like her. And, um, you know what? This is the wrong fucking movie. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, okay, that one is Slaughter Hotel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the S I watched. I just totally looked at the wrong screen. Okay, Quiet Place to Kill what is a Carol just... Baker, and she's a fucking race car driver, and this is like a, a murder mystery kind of thing, and it was okay. Sorry, Quiet Place to Kill is that one. I totally got these confused. Slaughter Hotel is the Fernando de Leo almost porn. That one, that's fucking, that's pretty good. 
It's a giallo. I can imagine that, like, if you wouldn't have, have corrected yourself, I would have went and got the movie thinking, oh, man, I'm going to watch this movie. It's going to have a lot. And then I'd be sitting there watching it going, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> a Quiet Place to Kill is okay. It's also called Paranoia. Man, I can't believe I just fucked that up. I just, I, when I looked at the thing, I was like, wait, Carol Baker wasn't in that other one? Um, yes, okay. Quiet Place to Kill was the, um, yes, that's the that's the race car driver, and it, it was okay. This is, um, Carol Baker shows her titties a lot. What's that? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yes. Um, and uh, a bunch of other people I didn't recognize in this one. And it's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of a, not, not really a murder mystery, more of a thriller, I guess. Umberto Lindsay, this is 1970. That one was okay, but the, the S movie I watched, Slaughter Hotel, which is also called um, La Bestia Uside a Sangue Fredo. Um, oh, yes. That's the one, dude. Serious nudity. Klaus Kinski's in it, and every woman is pretty attractive in it. Um, that one's worth checking out. The R movie I watched was Raw Deal. Um, I've never seen it before. Um, pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of comparing recently Sly and Arnold. I gotta say, Arnold, I, I think I gotta prefer Arnold now that I've like visited a lot of his 80s movies. Like that dude, oh, fucking, 100%. yeah, fucking his like Sly kind of fell off pretty quick. And Arnold, I mean, even his 90s stuff that was shitty was still kind of fun, so yeah. Um, so Raw Deal was cool. I can't believe I'd never seen it. It's just one of that eluded me. This is his mid-80s stuff. It's like post-Conan, uh, minus Terminator stuff, but like I guess post-Conan, pre-Terminator 2 is stuff that took me way too long to see. I saw, I saw that one in the theater, and I remember my friend Jim and I laughed our asses off when he's driving around in that big car through like a was it like a garbage dump or construction site, and just blowing the shit. They oh my god, that thing back. blew the. Uh, it was a it was an oil refinery or something. What was the was the Rolling Stones song? He put a cassette in. Like oh, I can't I get the I satisfaction. Don't, or I, don't I don't remember. It didn't what song even ma- it didn't have anything to do with the movie. It had like a song that was kind of. You know, went along with what the fuck he was doing. That's fine. I don't remember how some hot, hot chicken it too, didn't it? Uh, that was well. His wife was, yeah. the 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 chick was pretty hot. She had big boobs. Who were, like I think it was girl or something. Catherine Harold. She played a prostitute in it. Um, yeah, she was. I mean, she was kind of milfy. Um, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it in a long time. She didn't show her tits though. I can't believe I fucked those two movies up. Uh, Quiet Place to Kill was okay. Slaughter Hotel, nudity, good stuff. And the last thing I watched was my T entry. Um, I watched TC2000. Bolo Young in, in a lot more than I would expect. And uh, Billy Blanks and the has-to-be fitness model Bobby Phillips playing. I've never seen a Billy Blanks movie. Dude, he is one of the worst actors you'll ever see, but he was really... <laughs> <laughs> he was he was I mean he's a very good like he he looks good like he's fucking ripped he's shredded does he really know karate or is, is oh yeah he's like, great like he does some well, really yeah, fucking cool stuff yeah but I was cool wondering stuff. if it was just like aerobics no no no, no. They, he, he turned his martial aerobics. yeah he turned his martial arts stuff into the Tai Bo uh-huh, thing okay. but okay. these movies all came before the Tai Bo thing but he was actually pretty good I mean he did some, he did he could do the splits and the fucking things and could you wash clothes on his stomach yeah he's got fucking yeah. like nasty abs um <laughs> But Bolo Young uh, kind of has a receding hairline in it. He's starting to look a little old by ninety three, and uh, but still has the giant fucking tits. What's that? Were they getting floppy? No, he still he still looked good. It's just he had a big he had a big forehead. Um, oh, Saturn Russell in that oldies thing I was telling you about, uh-huh. and he used to be like you know I mean he always was 
more than likely on steroids when he was in ECW. He was young and everything. Well, now he's old. He's kind of got a belly, but his his tits are jiggly. <laughs> oh, like they're they're not firm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bolo was still Bolo still looked good. He only took a shirt off once though, and he had a cool move where he could like use his chi or chakra or something and kind of like he would punch a wall and like hurt something on the other side of the wall like he did it to a watermelon or something it was pretty good and it's kind of a it's kind of like i said it on the group it's kind of like a uh the special needs child of robocop and uh demolition man (laughs) um so kind of a post-apocalyptic kind of story and uh pretty good i liked it i mean you know it's bad but it's it's fun and that was all i watched so why don't we take a break and we got some serious, serious movies to talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. <clears throat> we'll just go in chronological order. Why don't we start with The Ballad of Narayama? <laughs> we'll be right back. about something very important today. That's outside the cinema. I know a lot of you listening now enjoy the film world. Boy, outside the cinema covers all kinds of good films. If you're looking for the classics, perhaps you're looking for a good old Nazi film where the Nazis torture and rape everyone in sight. Or giant monsters crawl from the sea. Or perhaps an Italian film where Edward's finish takes her clothes off for no apparent reason. Or a renegade bikers just do whatever they damn well please. Perhaps even occasionally turn into a werewolf. Then outside the cinema is your place to go. That's www.outsidethecinema.com. Outside the cinema, your source for cult movie discussion. out a, a thread on uh, feed my ears this week uh trying to make like, a good like front man uh kind of playlist i think that, that that song might have to go in there it's a fucking good that one that sounds like freddy yeah give me the prize yes from uh what's that fucking movie the uh where they cut your head off and you're fucking all that shit John <laughs> yeah. what's that called that's the previous freebird at the beginning what i don't know that's uh, Highlander at the very beginning. You know what? I've never seen Highlander. Holy shit! It's got the Freebirds at the beginning wrestling <laughs> Greg Gagne and maybe Jim Brunzel. I can't remember, but yeah, because uh, Christopher Lambert is at a wrestling match. Nice. 
Yeah. All right. First movie of the day, The Ballad of Narayama. We didn't decide who was going to take the lead. Do you have a preference here? Um, I will take, no, well, take the lead means... Meaning you'll, uh, you'll read your stuff up. first. Huh? Meaning you'll cover the movie first. Oh, uh, why not? I'll cover it. Okay. I just watched the cocksucker and I even took that. Good job. All right. In a, in a small village... In a small village in a valley, everyone who reaches the age of 70 must leave the village and go to a certain mountaintop to die. If anyone should refuse, he or she would disgrace their family. Old Orin is 69. <laughs> the, this winter is her turn to go to the mountain, but first she must make sure that her eldest son, Tatsuhei, finds a wife. Hey, story. hey. Tatsu, hey. All right. Hey, Tatsu, hey. What's going on? Do you need a wife? Okay, Battle of Nakiyama. This movie is personally responsible for the blood clots growing in my legs and the pancake <laughs> shape of my arse. Uh, let me just say, when I found out that this movie was two hours and 20 minutes long and I had to watch it right before the show, um, uh, Nah, not in a good mood. Not, not, not in a good mood. Okay, but let's <laughs> let's get beyond that because you know Roger Ebert passed away this past week, and somebody needs to pick up the mantle of uh, Eberish Eberism something. So I'm going to step up. I'm going to be like uh, Josie Reyes, and I'm going to step up to the plate. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. Now, this movie was, um, I guess it's kind of like a, 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 a sort of a modern classic. I know it's on Criterion Collection. I looked that up. Mm. I did some research, see? And um, now, this fucker, when I started watching it, um, I didn't know what the, te- what is the tenuous link? It's Samurais kind of like a, kind once of upon a time. You know what the, the tenuous link was? This is ni- this is nineteenth century, like like small village Japanese life. There's no samurais in this one, so right. Well, whatever. Anyway, but see, when I watched the one last night, which we're going to review second, uh, samurai movie and stuff like that, um, I thought, okay, uh, I thought first of all, here's how stupid I am. I thought it said. The um, Battle of Nakayama and not Battle <laughs> Nari- of Narayama. So I'm like, okay, Narayama, what the hell? I wrote Nakayama too. Anyway, so um, um, I'm waiting while I'm watching this movie, and, I, and, and there's nothing worse than when you, when you, like we said, we're going to record at seven. I'm like, fuck, there's no way. So I got to start watching this thing. And, and as soon as we're done, we're going to start recording. And so I'm watching the clock on it. And that's the worst thing you can do, especially on a long movie because it's just – you're like, oh, my God. I don't know how many times <laughs> I'd be like at 40-some minutes in and I'd be like, oh, my God, and I still have an hour and fucking 40 <laughs> minutes to go. Yeah, 30 minutes to go. So it wasn't the Battle of Nakayama. It was the Ballad of Nariyama. So the big battle that I thought was going to happen, that it was going to lead to, <laughs> it, it, never, it never happened, never was going to happen. No battles. No battles. Okay, now, uh, this movie is what I would like to refer to as uh, the Japanese Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this movie is full of fucking 
Hicks. Phone app. Full of Jap of Asian rednecks. Okay, and and it's the truth. I mean, I went to um, I I was in like uh, I think in Michigan at one time, and then Ohio, and in Pennsylvania, and everybody used to always make fun of West Virginia. Oh, bunch of fucking rednecks, rednecks, rednecks. And then I'd go north, and there were people that were like, hey, I like NASCAR, and spitting and chewing. There's rednecks <laughs> everywhere, and there are rednecks in Japan in the 1800s, and, the, and even in the 1800s, they were rednecks. Okay, they were hillbilly. They, these now, there's a difference. Now, these people, well, some of them were rednecks, but some of them were fucking hill. They were all hillbillies. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm sitting there watching. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, man! I could see this shit every day, and this is 2013. Okay, now, the, yeah, people in West Virginia uh, uh, believing in a mountain god, and <laughs> there's people here that believe in a god. So it's the same, <laughs> same thing, thing, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so anyway, let's not let's not digress because we got we got some we got some powerful powerful things to talk about here about mythology and mythos and stuff. Okay, now there's one guy, and uh, I will refer to him as Stinky. Now, <laughs> yes, Stinky. Uh, I think I tried to write down his his name. I think I think that's Tatsuhe. Yeah, Ken Ogata. Stinky. Wait, wait. Ogata Ken. Now who is who was uh, who was Ris, Risuke? Was that the I other son? Yeah, I, I really lost track of the names in both of these movies. Which is, it's, it's, it, uh, Jacob McLarge McHuge, which, okay, now I am going to guest on Paleo Cinema, or not Paleo Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast about honor and humanity, and we're going to do the nine souls. But I got to tell you, now we did, what, didn't we do an Asian movie last week? Yeah, we did the South Korean one, the bad guy. Okay, and then we did two this week. Man, I am ready to... Okay, well, I'll watch it, and we'll do it, Jake. Don't worry about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this dude... Uh, but what Jake and I... I was kind of lost in trance off because I'm tired. Okay. Um, when they're in an Asian movie where there are a lot of characters... If you watch it more than once, it's then you can kind of keep up with who's who with the names and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. just having watched it, it was hard because there was a lot of pe- lot of different uh, characters. Lots of people. Orin Orin was the only one I could keep track of. That was the older lady, the main character, who played by Sumiko Sakamoto. Yeah. Um, and she's still around, still kicking and that one. The um, Stinky um, is he's kind of. Um, Short, squat kind of guy, and he's got this bush or not bushy because it's not like yeah, fucking matted hair. It it kind of sticks out. It looks like he has like sh- like black straw. It just just straight, but it just sticks out of. Everywhere. Okay, now he obviously stinks, and everybody tells him he stinks. <laughs> like his breath stinks. I think he just smells like shit. He smells like beer. Now why, oh. is it, why doesn't he bathe? Like I mean, obviously his family looks clean. He's a honey badger. He just doesn't care. <laughs> um, anyway, but he wants uh, to. He wants to bang. He wants to fuck, and that's like yeah. his story. He's horny, and I guarantee you, I have seen many, many people uh, who are Caucasian uh, Americans at Horror Hound who fit the bill of this dude, Stinky. So anyway, <laughs> Stinky, he kind of—I don't know if they make him sleep in the barn. 
because he sleeps in the straw, like a uh, hay. <laughs> yeah, he's in a law. They, he sleeps the, away from everybody else. He doesn't have like the, I don't know what it's called, the mat, whatever those things are called that they lay on the floor. He lays in a big pile of hay uh, somewhere. Well, he, he lays in the hay, and he uses the hay like a blanket. Now, when he's sleeping in this fucking hay, he all he has on is what would be his, uh, you know, Asian underpants. His Japanese underpants. His... That shit would have to be so itchy, you know, yeah. and then probably bugs and stuff in there. So anyway, but he's, like a, he's almost like an animal. Now, um, there is this movie, there's a lot of... Um, the director is uh, Shohai Inamura, and several times when I was watching this, I got a lot of uh, like Terrence Malick like uh, Terrence Malick like feel because he would uh, how he would shoot uh, like just nature, animals, yeah, yeah. stuff like that close ups. He you know get you that's, know really that's a theme throughout the the whole movie, which was really impressive to me. I really liked the way. And, and and it was probably making a statement on this particular lifestyle, but like how close these people were to the earth, yeah. but just the, 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 the parallels drawn all the time with the way these people live and, and the things they do with the nature around them, which was pretty cool. Several. Uh, and I, I know that, you know, in different circumstances, even though it was, you know, the same animal snakes, uh, there was different symbolisms for different times when things were happening. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you get, you get at the beginning during the winter. You know, you have this this like rough life they're leading in the mountains, and this fucking like it it was snowing like the fucking yeah. r- the snow looked like it was over five feet deep. I mean, it was fucking piled up, and you actually see rats eating a fucking snake. Like, yeah, I mean, that's it, they show like the snake and then they showed these rats and you're like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And then later on the, the rats are fucking actually eating the snake. Yeah. Now, um, the, the way that this movie shot, I actually thought that I read that, um, there was a lot of this that was done like on a set or something. Like there, there were several different things in this that were not, uh, like you thought that, well, uh, maybe, yeah, sure, that's what it was. It said that the. I mean, I could see maybe like the final s- stuff, like the end of the movie being like, you know, all the mountain stuff, I guess. I could see that being on a set because that would be hard to, you know, on a, especially on a limited budget, get all of your mm. crew equipment and stuff on a big fucking mountain. I could see that one because, you know, on this, it's it's not often on those types of scenes, do you see anything except what's right around them, trees and, and stuff like that. And like certain night shots in the village and stuff like that. Well, um, hmm. <laughs> I have a note here that says bush head eats a worm. Well, yeah, he, a maggot. When he broke that tree, that was disgusting. Yeah, I didn't know what he was doing, but I, this was obviously at a time where the food is so scarce and the people are so hungry, like him just eating a bug is like you know, nothing. Mean it doesn't. It's like nothing to him. Now there was a, there were several um, scenes in this and visuals that were just very disturbing. Um, the the I don't should I say? Yeah, that I mean I the one early on that doesn't uh, that doesn't uh, really give anything away. 
Well, uh, the the bushy headed guy is uh, stinky. Is just like walking around doing something. I you know, like he ate that uh, b- b- uh, like a, a worm out of a tree, like a maggot. Right. And uh, he looks over, and there's a stream there, and it's kind of half frozen, and there's a there's a baby in the stream. This and it's kind of almost like uh, turned blue from where it's frozen. Yeah. Somebody has pitched the baby, but I think this took place. Like I know in China that they they had uh, lots of occasions where. You know, people would drown like female babies and stuff like that, or you know, because they or they couldn't feed them, or the baby might have just died. You know, yeah. Uh, and and I think that was just the fact that nobody really responds to this as like an emergency or anything. Yeah. At first, I thought he was going to run in the in the house and say, "Oh my god, oh my god, what happened? What happened?" But it's just like he just blew it off, like it was like they had seen this many times before. Yeah. So that was that was very disturbing to me. I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh my god, that would be so awful. Um, my ex-girlfriend's had a little brother that drowned. He was only like two years old or three years old or something yeah. like that. Fell in the, the cre- a creek behind their house and fucking drowned. Um, <laughs> they, now, I, I can't, I, I don't know if, um, there was a girl in this that had like a part of her face was kind of burned. It was either, yeah, I don't know if that was a was scar. That their sister? Uh, no, I think she was just in the village and she was the one that was okay. pregnant, right? Well, at one point she, she, the, the, the bushy, uh, stinky guy and this, and his brother, I guess they're just standing there talking and this girl just comes and she's kind of just a little ways off in the woods, but she looks over and sees him and makes eye contact. They make contact with her and she squats down and takes a piss <laughs> and the bushy headed guy goes, it is without measure. Talking, I guess, about her pussy or her, her, you know, uh, how beautiful she is. And she's squatting, pissing. Okay, uh, Japanese hillbillies already said that. <laughs> um, and then there's there's some there's some funny shit in this, and most of that funny stuff revolves around the stinky guy. Um, he asked this one, or no, that wasn't him. It was actually somebody else. I think it was one of his brothers was going to fuck the girl that had the the. She kind of has like a, just a burn above like her eye that goes down sort of the side of her face and it's just black. Yeah. But he, he's he's like uh flirting with her or whatever and one of his uh pickup lines is how many pubic hairs do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeds to mount her in the woods and uh bury his face in her butthole. Like she's laying on her stomach and he just like spreads her legs and jams his face in her ass crack and then he fucks her. Now, when he's fucking her, we also have some more snake uh, snake imagery, and the two snakes seem like, I guess that's what snakes look like when they're fucking. Yeah, those snakes were fucking. And they just kind of like whirl around each other and shit. You see a snake give birth in the movie, too. Yeah. And then there's, okay, now at the beginning, one of the brothers, they live, it's not pretty much a farm, and they have a horse, and, and I had just watched that movie, um, Old Buck, the the documentary about yeah, the horse yeah. whisperer guy. Well, this guy wasn't a horse whisperer because the horse tries to bite him and he smacks the shit out of it. <laughs> and then later on, he smacks a chicken, which is pretty funny. His chicken was there and he just like knocked out the way, like smacked it. Stinky, Stinky had to uh, quote unquote smack a dog too. Yes, he smacked a dog. <laughs> That's later. Don't hey, don't, don't step on me, man. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, the old the, the old lady who is like the uh, matriarch of the family. She's kind of. Yeah, it was hard to get a read on her because there were times when I really fucking was pissed off at her, you know, because she was just a pain in the ass. Um, 
she's trying to get her, I guess, her oldest son married to this woman down down the down the uh, mountain or whatever, right. who's supposed to, I guess, have some maybe a little bit of status or something. But she knows that she's of a certain age, and of course, like we said in the synopsis, once you reach seventy, you're supposed to to go on this uh, like spiritual journey, almost like a well, yeah, a fish, and you go but, and you fucking starve yourself to death on yeah. top of a fucking mountain. Now, it's it's poetic. There's some beautiful elements to this, but goddamn, does that get on my nerves? Like, how dumb do you have to be? Like, yep, I'm 70. It's time to go fucking die on purpose. Come on. Well, um... <laughs> and she was healthy. She was trying the entire movie to make herself unhealthy. Like, one of her friends, she was jealous of one of her friends that was sick and ill at, at the age of 70. And she's fucking trying to knock her own teeth out so she gets so she's older faster. Well, there's a lot of stuff in this that... that um that has to do with like life and death and yeah. you know you know like you said like the, the the circle of life and nature and stuff like that with the people fucking and you know then they show the animals fucking and stuff like that but then they have these these crazy weird ass now like a uh, mythology and and just rituals and stuff and there are several times in this movie where it almost kind of reminded me of the wicker man and the and the crazy rituals that they, yeah for them it was just like what they do they've seen it happen a million times but for an outsider like me i was like jesus christ oh christ <laughs> oh jesus christ so anyway jesus christ um jesus christo getting some butt by the river and she's <laughs> the one she goes not here not like this and and they have some like the, the guys it's funny some of their love making uh, techniques are pretty uh pretty animalistic you know yeah. but that's what it's supposed to be okay uh let's see now um they talked on a podcast there was a podcast recently that covered a movie that we had covered not that long ago, mm. and uh, they talked about a guy named Robert Zidar and him popping his head up out of when he was sneaking into this place. Hmm. Well, stinky! They make <laughs> I guess was it supposed to be a coffin? Uh, yes, yeah, that big, the big barrel. Dying. That's they because it of the like a big wooden bucket. Well, I think the, I think just due to limited uh, uh, land, I think a lot of. Japanese graves and coffins are done where the person sits upright so that it saves space. Well, and, and the, but I, he, he, he's in this thing and he pops his head up <laughs> almost like Zadar sort of. He's, I don't, I don't think he's clownish. I don't know. But he seems like he's, he's kind of a brute, but he's also a little bit kind of, yeah, maybe he's just not all there. He's or a something. little slow. Yeah, he's a little slow. He's the kind of guy that if you had a big white German shepherd and he was horny, he would fuck it. <laughs> or whatever uh, that thing was. Akito? What was that dog? Yeah, it I was think fuzzy. It, Akito. it was fuzzy. He had a big curly tail. Let's see. <laughs> uh, he's like no, I, he's I, watching I he, he's watching somebody through the door through the wall, yeah, like banging, and he gets all horny, and instead of jerking off, he just fucking goes and bangs a dog. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't understand. No, I don't know. We'll have to ask Jakey about this since he's all Asian world champion of intergender wrestling. Um, the thing about knocking your front teeth out. It's That's what to, I think. Like, I, is that what it was? See, I thought she was trying to be old. Like I thought she was trying I to. Know, like, I think she did that, and then other people did it too, and they were like, "Oh, look!" And I thought I had heard somewhere where that was like a thing, where you know. know, like, and that's why a lot of. Uh, now I'm not sure. 
But uh, have you ever seen some of like the, these movies um, from feudal Japan where the, the women have their teeth like blacked out? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if there's something like that. I might be getting two things mixed up. Well, she but, was trying to she was trying to get Stinky to lose his virginity. So maybe she was that was her last ditch effort. She was going to give him a nice gummy blowjob if he didn't. She went <laughs> in this barn for no reason and put her mouth down. She curb stomped herself. Yes, yes. Mouth on the stone and just fucking then just smashed her teeth into it, knocked her front teeth out, uh, and they were all happy about it. Like, oh my god, look, ooh, ooh, yeah, she's walking around that. showing her bloody chin to everybody. Yeah. But then there were a couple other people in that that were older, and they had their teeth missing, too. Like oh, that. I didn't even notice that. Uh, let's see. More sweaty fucking, more snakes. <laughs> uh, now, this one scene where they were doing some fucking, it was inside, and they had like a fire going, and th- there was some sweaty and some ass pumping. Um, now, there was a dude in this, and I kind of got confused with some of the stuff because I was making spaghetti. But there was <laughs> this dude in this, an old dude, and he had this young chick with him. And he seemed like he was kind of sick or something, but he kept saying something to her like, uh, "Let them worship the god." I and think then he'd they, reach must over. Have, they must have ran like a temple or something. But like, he was like, he'd reach over and like fucking start finger fucking her. She was like tending to him because he was old and sick. Yeah, and he would say, but like they kept saying, "Worship the god" and 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 stuff like that. And when they would say, it, like one girl was laying on her back and she had her legs spread, like they were gonna fuck she, they were going to fuck and the guy was down between her legs like praying to her pussy and she goes <laughs> she goes don't pray there she goes come here like and he started fucking her but that old man kept like finger in that girl and she would like pull back and then he was like started getting like kind of uh i don't know delirious or acting weird and so she took his hand and stuck it up in her pussy to calm him down um, that was weird. I just didn't understand. Yeah, that. I didn't know their I didn't know their role exactly. I figured he they he ran some sort of the temple or something where the people went to pray or whatever. Uh, so weird. There there's there's sex and, well, maybe they just you know, I don't know. I don't know. But they definitely did not like and I think probably because of the, the, the like drought or the problem with food and not having enough food. When someone would get pregnant, man, they went to extreme measures, which was very disturbing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, penance. Yeah. No, he said penance to the mountain god when he was like finger fucking that girl. That was weird. I, I kept thinking, okay, what's the deal? I I thought that maybe he was like some kind of a cult leader or something, and they had raised these people to to just i don't know like he was just taking advantage of them because they were raised to be that way so i don't know um raccoon in the hen house yeah, that was another animal thing um that now there was they they came across these one people that they're sitting there all starving to death and everything and then they find out that these one fuckers had been stealing they were like and when they would go to harvest the potatoes and stuff of the field, they were there were weren't that many potatoes. Well, the reason was like the night before that these fucking lowlifes had went and harvested the potatoes and stored them all in their house because they were just scumbags. Yeah, and letting everybody else starve. Um, they're 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 uh, when they're found out, their uh, ultimate punishment is pretty well, pretty, they, pretty brutal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they, they. Sammy has always talked about, you know, not how how he thought in movies nets were kind of funny. They had these rope-like nets, almost like a cocoon, and they just bum rush your house, 
and fucking grabbed. That was when they took the the, the, the pregnant woman. The pregnant one. They a whole bunch of people. It and, looked like you know what it looked like it. The way that it was filmed and with the lighting and stuff, it it looked like ants scurrying around. The way the way, like the way the dirt was flying and like everybody had their heads covered and they they just it, I, it was to, to me that part right there was just horrific. Yeah. Uh. The and the people they they it almost was sort of it was inhuman as hell. It reminded me almost of like a like Nazis or something where they would put people in a mass grave. Yeah. But usually the Nazis would go and blow the shit you know shoot you or whatever, uh, and then bury you. They take these people and just throw them in this big hit a hole in the dirt and then the people are still alive and they're trying to scramble out of there and they're like just throwing dirt on and they just bury them alive and yeah. and then it was like nothing and then when they were done they just like walked over the dirt and you know and the one guy kind of got hysterical about it because he said the girl was pregnant or whatever I, there was some there was some stuff in this that was like i said i know that i mean what the the reason and everything that we're doing it but um when I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, but like I said, I mean, it was just another one of those weird cultural ritual mountain hillbilly things. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, my mom, I don't remember any of her family doing that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, I actually have more notes. Um, more God, more God worshiping fucking. Why, why, why? This old man starts fucking this woman, and he does the thing about worship the mountain god and all stuff. That's when he was praying to her pussy or down between her legs. <laughs> yeah. He gets on top of her and starts fucking her. He starts going, <laughs> while he's fucking her. And she was like, oh, you know, getting into it or something. Um, there was a scene where the older son who was uh the 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 mother was trying to set him up with a woman uh the 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 girl or whatever to get him married and he killed somebody and i was kind of lost track there i don't know if it was his brother or who the fuck it was but he killed somebody and they went and found this tree and it kind of reminded me of like the burning bush in fucking 10 commandments it wasn't on fire but it was they were like looking at this tree and 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 things would start getting like mystical like the camera would start yeah, real. it was really it was that was an awesome uh, like shift in like the lighting and the like the film stock almost changed like it was like the she finds him standing there he's almost he was I don't know if he was going up the mountain or what but like the picture like fades entirely and it, like the the movie even though it takes place I mean a lot of this movie takes place in the summer even though we start in the winter um, it, but so it's very green there's it's very warm. But all of a sudden, it's just very pale. The wind is just like like whistling around, like whipping around, and and like the 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 color of the picture. All I mean, it's not just that they're in a different place; it's that the color of this film was intentionally changed, so it's very right. like washed out. Yeah. Well, now I wonder now when they're doing that. Now, obviously, the sun is there and the old woman's there, so it wasn't just one person like hallucinating or believing what they want to believe. Uh, so it makes you kind of wonder, okay, well, is, what the fuck's going on here? You know, is yeah. this some kind of witchcraft or mystical shit or whatever? Well, but yeah, he, and then there was well, the thing with the rifle too. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't want to spoil too yeah, much, but yeah. Well, he explained, he says something to, to the old woman about, uh, killing somebody and she just looks at him. And like I said, it was the same thing where it was like, uh, their superstitions and their culture 
this is something that wasn't new or shocking or anything. And she just says it was, and, and this kind of reminded me of a lot of, um, religious zealots even today where she says to him, uh, it wasn't you who killed him. It was God. So if he killed, like, if like, like it's like an abortion clinic, uh, guy, somebody who kills like Dr. Tiller, the abortion clinic guy. Uh, and, and then they say, well, it was, you know, the hand of God, you know, or something like that. I did. It wasn't you. Yeah. You like bullshit. It was you. It was a goddamn high powered deer. God didn't use a deer. Well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, a, a tool of God or a warrior of God or something. So I'm only doing what he deemed or whatever, some bullshit like that. So that's just, it was just kind of, it's just kind of freaks me out or whatever when someone can do something or rationalize something and they just get, you know, fall on that mythos or whatever, you know, yeah. Oh, you know, it's God's will. Yeah. Okay. Cause you can say that about anything. Like when I got a blowjob the other night, anyway, um, <laughs> stinky fucking and Hey, okay. Now, now this was, um, Stinky gets – he's so horny that I think they're afraid he's going to hurt somebody or himself. Like he's going to go fucking knot in the goddamn wall of the barn or something <laughs> and get a splinter. Or, so they're like, you know, he needs – he just needed to get the edge off and get – and He needed to he empty his balls. Yes, he, I, I think he was a virgin. So his brother uh, – that was his brother, right? The older guy? The, the, yeah, the older yeah, son? Yeah. The one that okay. she was trying to get married. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was pretty just right. So he he kind of sets him up on a date, which is I'm not going to say a lot about it, but it was <laughs> it was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I think we've all had friends that were kind of either nerdy or you know didn't get a lot of women, and you try and set them up, and 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 then the girl would be like, what the you know what the fuck. But anyway, uh, he could he would he had a pretty good sex drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, re- he recovered nicely. Shit, fuck yeah, man. He'd roll off, and then he'd just sit there for a second and be like, God damn, and just hop right back in the saddle. Now, she seemed like she was maybe about half dead when this happened. But I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Now, they they, they make the, um, the inevitable trek uh, up the mountain. Um, and I, the whole time I'm thinking, God, I hope when my mom dies, I don't have to fucking piggyback her up a goddamn mountain. <laughs> That would be that'd be hard, but you know it was a lot of that the, the, in that scene there, where they were going up through the woods and the forest and all that stuff. It was just really a lot of really beautiful uh, cinematography, you know, of, of of the of the woods and you know, and it just really looked, the whole movie looked good as far as that goes with that when they were shooting the nature uh, shots and everything. This is a strange. It, it's an odd and strange movie because. Um, it is, um, you know, I think it does cover a lot of different things like, um, uh, the natural order of things, the circle of life, um, uh, uh, lust, um, you know, just, uh, lots of different, lots of different aspects, but they throw in that fucking stinky guy. So it has <laughs> stuff that I've, I, they could have just went straight up, um, a serious movie. Yeah, yeah, but his part is so zany. I could almost see like Buddy Hackett or something like that, <laughs> fucking playing that part, or Jimmy Garvin. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he had Jimmy Garvin's hair if you if you straighten it and smeared pig shit in it. Um, so it's it's just an odd movie. Like I said, I, it, it's very, it very at the very beginning when it was just kind of like a 
them kind of down in their hillbilly like little town and farm and everything. I was like, what the fuck, you know? And and like I said, I was just kind of aggravated just because I knew I had two hours and 20 minutes ahead of me, so I was trying to be <laughs> open-minded, but it was kind of hard. Now, it did, when it started getting, like I said, it just played with you because you had stuff that was really comical and, well, not not straight up like Three Stooges or anything like that funny, more like Silva and Gold funny, like somebody fucking a dog or somebody <laughs> jacking off while they're watching their brother fuck or or and stuff like that, or just saying stupid stuff and jumping on a girl and start fucking them. Kind of stuff like that. The the sleaze, kind of sleazy, funny stuff. But then you also had that those visuals of like that baby and and people just doing utterly inhuman things without even thinking yeah. someone else. Well, that's a it's a mark of this movie that it. It it, inco- it encapsulates a lot of different things, and there's a constant like switch. You go from these like you go from these fanciful like spiritual almost moments, and they're contrasted with something silly or or like at the end, uh, you know, there's this this myth about the um, the the like the the myth about the snow falling, and but there's fucking like uh, this like crow flies right across the screen. There's always something yeah. that's gonna be like be harsh or realistic about these people's lives, regardless of how many times you get this spiritual uh, or like whatever. Um, there's always something, some harsh reality that comes around at the same time. Well, you know, well, like the, like the animals thing, like, well, there's a fucking like praying mantis eating a frog in it. That was fucking wild. I've never seen yeah. that before, but that kind of thing, like you, it's like, as soon as you get comfortable with these people, something like that happens. And it's, you know what it reminded me of? I don't know if you've seen it, but it kind of makes me think of Beasts of the Southern Wild, uh, the movie from last year. Same kind of thing. Like these, the the people have such a unique lifestyle that is completely foreign to us. Like you don't, you just nothing we've ever lived is like like this. Like you know, I mean, you know, you might have had hard times and stuff, but you know, it's just it's it's, it's a completely different and 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 spiritual in a way with their connection to their very unique environment. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean. Eh. I hate, you know, not to, because uh, I know, I mean, everybody, we as our culture ourselves have our own, you know, ways that if uh, like aliens came and be like, what the fuck, you know, this, why is this guy sitting in front of a fucking uh, shining piece of glass for, you know, five hours? Yeah. Podcasting. Or so anyway, <laughs> I mean, but, um, but uh, there's so much of it that's, that's, well, you, you when you're watching this movie, you, I just was going to say, you know, there's so much of it that's based in like um, of this, uh, you know, the mythology and the traditions that they follow that are based in, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, ignorance and, you know, not understanding what's going on. So they right, right. create explanations for it. But then again, you know, you, they show stuff in here where you're kind of like, OK, I could see if one person was seeing this. um that yeah okay maybe this mm-hmm. one person's crazy but then again it might be like um them showing like okay i'm sure that if you took uh billy graham jimmy swaggart and a bunch of those fucking you know people and their lunatic uh uh horde of uh of uh jesus worshipers or whatever that if one of them said oh my god i saw a flash of light or whatever and then somebody else i saw it too you know so maybe in, when they get into that 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 state, you know, emotional state, work yourself up to emotional state where you're 
you know, doing something like that, that you'll speak it. You know, that when people say these uh, Pentecostals and stuff, speaking in tongues. And I knew a girl, cute girl, good-looking girl, and her parents were Pentecostals. And she told us one that she goes, "Yeah, I spoke in tongues." Ugh. And then, but I think they just they want to. They want. They're told that if they do this and if they want to, you know, get close to God and everything, and then they see other people doing it, so then it's a, a mob mentality kind of thing. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there is a God. I don't know. Maybe it does make them go. <laughs> yeah. That's like Steve Martin he had a thing in his uh, in uh, his act. He'd be like, "If there is a God, give me a sign." And then there's this big pause, and he goes, "See, I told you that." But I just blah 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 blah. blah me blah blah. um the um i don't i don't honestly don't have a whole lot to add the um i mean we covered most of it the you know the the shift in her oldest son i guess is a is an interesting thing and this follows her story mainly um she's a very interesting little lady um she uh she's kind of putting her shit in order and she's a very like crafty and like just not crafty in a bad way but I mean, she knows how to get shit done, and she's kind of the, you know, even though you get that weird, I guess, temple guy or whoever he is, she still seems almost like she might be, like, in charge. Like, yeah. everybody looks up to her, and, like, she's kind of the, the go-to. And, but, you know, the story of him, like, at the beginning of the movie, she's telling him, like, he, you know, you learn about his father and stuff, and she's saying, you're kind of the same way, and he's, I guess he's bound to prove her wrong or something, so... Um, but no, I, I like this a lot. Well, let's get into our scores. Well, I'll see. I think it's a well done movie. It's a very, it's a challenging movie mm-hmm. and, and, um, it's nothing what I expected. Cause like I said, I thought it was battle of Nakiyama instead <laughs> of ballad of Nariyama. Um, I think it's one, even though it was a long movie, I think that, um, under the right circumstances, that wouldn't have bothered me that much. Uh, it was just I, you know, because I kind of felt, you know, felt like it was I had to rush and yeah. and you know, like I said, it was the first nice day of the whole fucking year out. And, you know, <laughs> like God, now I got to sit inside and fucking watch this movie. But um, I think that I would, I would, I think I would give this one a second watch because I think because of all the names and all the different characters, and I was confused about some things. I'd like to read some more about the movie and have somebody kind of maybe explain some of it a little bit more yeah. and then go back and rewatch it. Um, looked beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would give this probably an 8.5. Nice. I give it an 8.25. I'm right there with you. Uh, um, I, this is one that probably reward upon revisit. I, for a movie with the character whose character's behavior often frustrated me in that like, Oh my God, how could you believe this? Or how could you, (laughs) it was still like very intriguing. It was very interesting. And I feel like I could learn more if I, you know, dive deeper. Um, honestly I was in the same boat you were, I I realized I was like, shit, it's Thursday night. I got to fucking watch this for tomorrow. I got to work all day. So I well, I would have watched it last night, but I forgot to fucking load it on my goddamn iPad. <laughs> and I got well, to work, and I was like, "Son of a fucking bitch!" You would have really hated it not. then because the the yeah. the file was is was so uh, big, it didn't even it wouldn't even play right on the iPad. So, I, it, I mean, you know, whoever I I, I don't I, I'm just saying, 
on my DVD that I got of this movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, man, it was it. That was a really good. Uh, I mean, it looked really good. It did look great. Um, cool. Eight point two five and eight point five. Let's take a break and come back and do our one only one samurai movie, <laughs> Ronin Guy. Ronin Guy. It's a man. We'll be right back. Yes, yes. If I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning. I'd podcast in the evening. All over the swamp. I'd talk about Hamlin. I'd talk about Amicus. I'd talk about every tiny wishbone in between. Especially about Neil Connery. Amicus.com. Pirates' former closer has taken the mound. The Red Sox has scored two more. 6 4. He's trying to close it out. Close it out, Daddy O. Joel Hanrahan. Oh, he was a pirate. Yeah, he was. Two time All Star. Damn. We had to get rid of him. He was too good. <laughs> he, could, he could hurl up. Yeah, man. 97, 98. He pitches. Hammer. Hammer time. All right. Uh, Ronan Guy. Mark. Zom, would you like to introduce it? Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, I got a challenge for you this week. There's yeah, no fucking synopsis. Yeah, 117 minutes. Oh, 18 August, 1990. Um, let's see. Okay, let me let me let me just let me just lay it down on you for you, here, Daddy. Okay, uh, <laughs> there's these uh there's these uh samurai, see, and uh, you know when the shit goes down and there ain't no more no more uh scuffling to do, the samurais who are trained to be uh soldiers and warriors they don't have nothing to do so sometimes they have to go and do just kind of find like shitty jobs sort of like uh, magnificent seven yeah where they would just go and uh, get a job at a grocery store or some shit like that and so um you know maybe go get drunk a lot and hang out with horrors <laughs> and stuff like that well now um these dudes uh you know they're kind of not close-knit but you know they, they're kind of still hang around each other a little bit, like old war buddies, and uh, some shit starts going down with some evil motherfuckers are killing some ladies, and uh, something got to happen to rectify the situation, just like with Ole Anderson with Renna Wild in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. The um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> um, this um... <sighs> I probably should have asked to lead on the other film because I, <laughs> I took some shitty notes on this one. But yeah, but when I said about that, you go good because I don't know. Yeah, I took bad notes this week. I, I don't know. 
I wasn't feeling prepared about this show this week. I'm being forthright, Um, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna stumble my way through it as I usually do. Um, This this film um, it stars people I've never heard of. Uh, Yoshio Harada. Um, Now I was very confused about the people in this one as well. Um, Who was who? Now I know who Oshin was. That was the one uh, the one Hua that lived on the on the boat. Um, but then you had, uh, Genai or Genai, wasn't sure who he was. Um, you had Go, Goemon, I don't know who he was. Now there was Bull, maybe Goemon means Bull, um, played by Shin, Shintaro Katsu. Um, yeah, so I, I was very confused about who was who except for Oshin because there's a lot of people that call out her name. Um, and Bull, who is a big fucking dude. And... What's what's was what was most interesting about this film is that it takes place at a time when and you and I guess you've seen this. I mean, like it's kind of like that in um, in Lone Wolf and Cub. It's at a time when being a samurai isn't like the glamorous shit it used to be. It's you know there's some it it might kind of suck or the um fucking movie we watched uh, before year end. Uh, the 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 Mike one that we all like so much that Hard I just Kari. fucking like yeah Harakiri, Harakiri um, whatever uh, <laughs> same kind of thing where you're seeing uh, the samurai not from Kentucky uh, in situations that are, isn't so glamorous the honor is kind of they they've had to basically suck up their honor and just kind of you know, be a normal person, which is a, well, it's almost like these guys coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and over there, they're, you know, fighting and they have this brotherhood and all this and that, and, you know, and, and it's life and death. And then they come back here. And as Rambo said, I can't even get a job. What's your fucking job? <laughs> it's a, well, that's a great, that's a great, a great point because you have bull for instance, and it might be my favorite scene of the movie when he's talking to a, a noodle salesman. And, you know, Bull was probably this fucking awesome, like, big, giant warrior at some time, probably super well-traveled, and now he's kind of stuck, like, running a whorehouse and getting drunk all the time and having guys just, like, slap him in the face and stuff and not really doing anything about it. I mean, these guys still carry around their swords, but they don't really do anything. He was, and, like, sort of like the guy in the, the one that we reviewed last week about the whorehouse. Right. You know? And they had the whores yeah, and, you yeah. know, whatever. And And... But he um he has these noodles from this one guy who says they're like they they're like true Osaka noodles, and just in that moment like, I mean he I guess he cries but he he I mean he's really taken aback because these noodles taste like something he's had in his past like he's he's traveled the country and now he's stuck in this tiny little village, and he he calls them he's like he's blown away he's like real Osaka noodles he says that over and over again there he's like awestruck by these noodles. And let me say, I don't know what it is. Most people will probably find it disgusting. I love in Japanese movies when dudes eat ramen or udon with the chopsticks and they like slurp them and stuff because it, yeah. makes, me, it makes me crave the noodles so bad. Like I just want to like eat a whole bowl of noodles. It looks so delicious. Oh. Uh-oh. And, um, <laughs> and he calls them samurai noodles. That was a noodles. real Osaka. Uh, <laughs> Osaka fireball. noodler. Wow. Um, <laughs> Ooh, daddy. <laughs> hey. And, 
before before this conversation started, you know, Bull was talking to the to the noodle salesman, and the noodle salesman said that he used to be a samurai too. And Bull kind of seems kind of annoyed by it. Like he wanted to change the subject. Like, I don't want to talk about being a samurai anymore. That sucks. Um, but um, so you have these guys having to do these things that completely goes against what they were trained to do, you know, back, you know, that talking about the Afghanistan thing or whatever, you know, these guys are trained to be these, these specialists, you know, they, they use their swords and they're, they live by their honor. Uh, and like now one dude has to, uh, fucking sell birds for a living. I mean, and his wife kind of like bosses them around and shit. And, and see, I wish God, I wish I could remember everybody's names. He was a little bit, a bit of an older gentleman. It seemed, then you had another guy who might have been the closest to living still the honorable lifestyle. You had Bull kind of running the whorehouse, and he was fat now and just kind of being drunk all the time. And then you had the one guy who was a fucking alcoholic, and he had stinky hair. Uh, his fucking hair was a fucking bird's nest <laughs> on top of his head. Um, who he was he was beyond drunk and he might've been the most depressed about his situation. I don't even know what he did, but he was, he was oceans, I guess, boyfriend, Oshin. Mm-hmm. Um, he was I, just a filthy motherfucker. He was, but I, I, I really, <laughs> I really appreciated their seeing their relationship because that's the kind of relationship you would see in a movie made, you know, now, well, I mean, this movie's made now. And I'm Somebody sorry. said that Benicia del Toro should play that part if they ever Americanize this movie. <laughs> Perfect. The he, it was really interesting seeing that kind of relationship of of a prostitute and her like super depressed boyfriend who understands what she is. He was a fucking. He was a a, a samurai slacker. Yeah. Because she was like, you're so apathetic, you're so apathetic, and he just didn't give, she was like, ah. Yeah, and he's fucking drunk all the time, but yeah. I liked seeing that relationship in in. He this, reminded me of a horror hounder, too, by the way. <laughs> in <laughs> this, parallels. like, <laughs> feudal Japanese setting was really interesting, because you, you'd usually see that set in New York City in the in the 90s or something, you know? Yeah. So it was cool seeing that. Um, the... Um, now I love rain, but this movie opens with a fucking rainstorm that looked fucking miserable. <laughs> like, the, and there's a guy that's cool. Like, it always seems to be raining. He's always sitting under this little like shelter, um, playing this guitar. I, or I don't know what that thing is called. Yeah, it was a thing. He was jamming. But it's like I, I've and his, never. And his pick was as big as a trash can lid. Well, that, that's a common thing. That that's part of that instrument. And you, I usually see. Um, you'll see that in um, uh, when uh, you have. The women that paint their faces white, uh, geisha. They yeah. the geisha learn how to play that whatever that instrument is. It's got like four strings on it. it. Looks like a lute sort of. It's really long, and they play it with that like flat paddle. Um, it has a very distinct sound. I mean, if you've ever ever seen any kind of period Japanese piece, you've heard the music that this thing makes. So, but it's always fucking pouring rain whenever he's playing that thing. It seems, but. Um, I wasn't sure where the movie was going to go. I, I, I'm glad when I said last week I went into these completely blind. Um, I, I didn't know where this was going to go. And you have, I mean, the way it starts with this rainstorm, the samurai like duel and everything, and you know the the not the super played out sword fight, but two guys kind of like facing off 
trying to find the weakness without swinging the sword. And it's really just a couple swings of the sword and it's done. Um, but then it's immediately when it's over, this dude runs in and steals a fucking, fucking samurai sword and runs off. And then the, you know, it leaves his the shitty bamboo sword there in its place. And I was like, okay. And, and that, that kind of like sets like the whole theme of the film. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's a different time. It's not, you know, this guy can't die in honor and he's fucking dead. He's laying in the mud and now his fucking, his life, his sword is now just in this, some loser's hand and he's got this shitty broken bamboo sword and about laying by him. So, um, but I mean, the samurai in this film, they're, you know, you, they're reduced to fist fighting. Like, like people are gathering around. They don't even fight with their swords. They're just like fucking punching each other and shit over an unpaid bar tab. Um, now I don't know what bull was doing at one point. Was he like, was he trying to figure out how to stab himself in the head or something? Like he's holding the sword at one point with his feet and like aiming it up towards his chin. I don't know if he was trying to figure out how to kill himself. Uh, maybe I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a weird scene. He was, was at, that I mean, the beginning when, near, when he near, was... it was pretty close to the beginning. And he's he's I guess he's depressed or bored or something. But he was fucking around with his sword. But he had he he was holding the handle between his feet and he had the point of it under his chin. So yeah, maybe maybe he's just drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a there's a great scene by the one bird dealer guy that he says I'm a bird dealer. I'll rot like this. And his I forgot what his wife did. But she's kind of like, you know. I know they stunk because everybody said that, that that was the tenuous link. Stinky people. <laughs> Stinky Japanese, uh, Japanese uh, uh, bored life. Um, but every do, everyone does seem bored in this movie. Everyone's like sweaty or fanning. or And but you get this overarching story. Um, you start with it where the samurai are coming in and they are not the protagonists of the movie in any way. They're still trying to hang on to this, what is almost becoming this very outdated lifestyle, this feudal Japanese thing where this modern um, sensibility is kind of creeping in. In well, I guess symbolized by the 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 whorehouse that Bulwark's in, but then you have the guys still in their nice um, uh, robes and stuff that come in, and they're you know they they don't want this. They're like this, these villages, this you know prostitutions and an abomination we need to get rid of this and stuff they were like the uh japanese taliban <laughs> yes sort of <laughs> or the or the evangelicals yeah. um get that pussy away from me Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is kind of where this movie goes where it's kind of like for a lot of the movie it's 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 almost a it's you, you get you're getting a glimpse of this mundane lifestyle of what they're what these former samurais have become. God, I really wish I could remember all their names. Um, the you get some, um, I guess, tension between the characters, but none of them seem they they seem to uh, dwell with each other as a, like almost like an understanding. Uh-huh. They you know. There's there's tension between the super drunk guy and Bull, and there's tension between super drunk guy and this other guy who's in love with his his girlfriend Oshin, and then you got just got bird salesman who's just pissed all the time. But none of them ever really come to blows against each other outside of like being drunk and like slapping each other around or something. Yeah. Now and it's still kind of like that understanding, like their their former lifestyle is still kind of there over their heads, but. Now they're just kind of like, Ugh. 
Like none of them really do anything. They just kind of sit around all day. But interestingly, it worked for me. Um, now there's some parts where, but due to that kind of pacing, it started to drag, but then they would start throwing on the, the, the storyline that I was saying where, you know, there would be a murder or whatever. And the samurai kind of responsible for what was going on were very, being very sneaky about it. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like this honorable thing. They were fucking wearing like ninja masks or whatever. Oh, they made me sick. I was fucking hated those fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, and and Ugh. you're getting this slow buildup because of what they're doing. Um, the tension's just rising in this town, and then you get some people kind of working behind the scenes and uh, just building and building to um, a pretty, I guess, I mean, a pretty spectacular close that kind of almost came out of nowhere, which I really appreciated. And I got to say, I, without spoiling anything, I love that one character wears completely white in it yes, a great, yes a great choice a great choice for that but um the the turn that i guess bull takes was the most disappointing i thought and that another another i guess part that would probably make you furious was what what they had to have happen to him so yeah um, and, I, and i expected um i kept expecting waiting for him to do something and then right. inevitably what he does is is kind of a um well I don't know if I'd say a letdown. Yeah, like you said, just kind of disappointing. Yeah. But to, for them and their culture, I mean, you know, that was like, you know, it really made a statement what yeah. he did. Yeah. Um like I said, I took shitty notes, so let's let, I'm going to let you fill in some time here because I I don't have a whole lot to add to it still on this and like <laughs> so I can jump off you here. If I could elaborate, I would not want to be a samurai and have to wear that samurai haircut where oh, they the, fucking, shaved it down the middle. Or yeah, yeah. that's kind of weird looking. It doesn't look good. some. I guess some of them can pull it off. Um, I found that okay. You must really be an exceptional fighter or samurai. When you can be shit faced drunk and still like hold your own and not <laughs> even hold your own, but like I mean you know dominate these guys because his his maybe that was just maybe it's like the the old kung fu movies where they would have like a, a the drunken master <laughs> and it's just a gimmick or something you know to to, to lure the, to make the guys think oh hell he's drunk you know and then you really just whip their ass but you your style is just bumble as a bumble stumble style he looked like he really did smell he he had some he was like a wild man yeah he had that long kind of wild hair and uh and he and uh, you know most of the time they almost complete almost naked you know you just have a like kind of loincloth thing on and then at the end he he um, he sh- he uh, discarded all most of his uh, clothing and and went to town. I did like the um, the guy uh, breaking out his uh, armor and all oh, that shit. Oh yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. Because cool. I forgot really about that. Yeah. And um, now. I've said you know a million times on these things. Uh, I do not like like violence against women. So that that really was just that it was almost like a um, I don't know if I'd say a serial. Well, it was a serial killer kind of a thing, but it was like a mob, uh, mob like a mentality, like too. mob mentality kind of a thing. Because one thing I kept thinking was uh, like the Hillside Strangler, uh, which ended up being the Hillside Stranglers. 
they just called him. They thought it was one guy. It was uh, two cousins, and they were getting these prostitutes and murdering them and torturing them and shit like that. Um, it was sort of like that, and it's just the the, the attitude and the the fucking just how someone just treating another human being like they're a an ant under a microscope or a rat in a cage, and they're just like doing stuff to him and then just standing back and just like observing and watching while someone just begs for their life or is crying and stuff, especially a man against a woman. It's just sickening. Cause it's like, you fucking piece of shit. Um, and so that, uh, that was just like that, that, that whole thing was just like, it was a different take. I mean, yeah. I was like, well, wow, I think, I think also, I guess a similarity with this and Harakiri would be kind of like the, uh, the angry, the anger towards and like the kind of criticism of that, particular samurai mentality of mm-hmm. saying maybe it's not this fucking like ideal to live towards. Right. And then this, um, that even just that like macho, uh, thing, you know, like, oh, they're, they're less than this. And, you know, oh, they, and, and that's what the guys were, the, the one guy was trying to say. And, you know, he said, uh, it was like if the samurai and the shogun, uh, were the 1%, and they have everything, and they're and and then everybody else is starving. They're like, well, you know, this is the only way that they can make money to to live and eat, right? You know, to survive. They're they're doing what they have to do, and it's because of you fuckers. Um, there was a lot of drunken debauchery. I mean, just drunken uh, hanging out in a bar and just being shit faced. Uh, which I guess, you know, back then, what the hell else are you going to fucking do? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have fucking <laughs> movies to watch, that's for sure. Yeah. and uh, But I'm like you. I, I I didn't take notes on this, and but I... Um, it's it's not a plot-driven movie so much. Like, it does have a, a, a plot overall, but it, it kind of takes up a small part of it, and the, the end kind of... Uh, and when I say it comes out of nowhere, it's not a not necessarily a bad thing. You kind of get a sense of it coming on, but it's really more of like a s- slow burn experience. That it, it, if that kind of movie works for you, then then yeah. Well, um, the one guy, and when I was watching this, I really did uh, the the uh, uh, guy Bull. He did remind me of. Uh, Toshiro Mifune in uh, Magnificent Seven, where he's kind of the loud, you know, brutish guy with you know the sword. Now, okay, here's here's something for you. I just remembered um, when they they have a, a big battle or a big fight at this one time, the, the guy shows up, and it would be like if the Punisher showed up and he had like a a couple of guns slung over his back. He had a couple of holsters and <laughs> this guy had like several samurai swords and he'd be using one and he'd be fighting with it. Ha, 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 and then he'd just throw it away and then he'd get another one. Well, why would you throw the fucking one away? And, and, and then there was, there was a couple of times where they would swing their sword and like get it stuck in a tree. <laughs> oh yeah. It broke. And they could get it out. Bowl broke. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I found uh, that the, like I said, I mean, I know that the guys were supposed to be drunk but they were really drunk, like they could barely stand up, and yet there was, you know, 30, 40 guys, and they're holding them off and killing a whole shitload of them. And I was Adrenaline's like, Adrenaline's okay. a hell of a drug. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, hell, the guys couldn't even, I mean, if you can't even fucking stand up, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> it, it was like, it was like oh, the, the typical movie thing where uh, Chuck Norris is in a bar 
and there's he's surrounded by <laughs> guys, but one a guy will go one at a time at him. Why wouldn't they all just jump in there? You know, somebody's gonna, you know, but whatever. But so anyway, it did that didn't take it away anything away from me. I just I thought it was almost uh, sort of like uh, when they were making uh, deconstructionist westerns, mm-hmm. like you would have like gunfight at OK Corral and stuff like that, or John Wayne and Burt Lancaster and stuff like that. But then they started putting out like Doc with Stacy Keach and. And uh, Kid Blue with Dennis Hopper, and, uh, or these Jack Nicholson westerns where it's shitty and dirty and more like it really was, and not a um, a glamorized uh, view of. And, yeah, and of yeah. course, you know, there's such a parallel between the the samurai movies and the westerns, anyway. Uh, so I kind of got that feeling, and I like that because it kind of like it exposes it and shows it for how it is. Uh, I could see. Because, like I said, Magnificent Seven or Yohimbo or something like that being made in, or, I mean, uh, Seven Samurai being made in Magnificent Seven and, you know, Fistful of Dollars or whatever, I could see where they could take this movie and kind of do something like that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Make like a Western or even, even not a Western, but like, a, like we were saying earlier about uh, maybe soldiers coming back from war. And being in a situation where there's like some kind of a serial cut. Hey, hey, uh, was it like uh, uh, Nom's Angels or something like that, <laughs> where the guys come back from the Nom and there's a Hell's Angels, you know, and they're doing this or that, or a pedophile drug ring or something, you know, I don't know, whatever. But um, I just grandiose today. I can just think of all different kinds of things. <laughs> I'm hitting my manic mode right now. I need to go to Hardee's and get something to eat. Um, so anyway, <laughs> let's talk about how you felt about this movie and how you want to rate this movie, Ronan God, John God. As I was watching it, I was certain it was a 6.5. That was until the last bit, like the last 15 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, like the, I got pumped. The, la- the last little bit kind of was the saving grace and bumped it up to about a, a well, I'll say a seven. Uh, I thought it was a solid movie. Um, it was, like I said, if you're in the if you're in the mindset for that kind, of, like, and that's kind of how it goes. It's like you, you, it builds and builds, but it's kind of a slow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it wasn't the best week for me to watch that. I just had that kind of week, but um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, and uh, you know, we, I said this before. I think that. Um, it really, if anything about this episode, and I thought it was just going to be me, but you know, uh, your surroundings and what's going on in your life can really affect you know yeah. what, what, and you know, I, I it really just didn't even feel like watching any movies. Yeah, it didn't matter what yeah. it was. And, and, and these are both two plus hour kind of slow, yeah. slow moving films. But you know, looking at this thing and and saying, okay, this movie was made in 1990. This movie. Um, has the feel and could very easily, if you would have told me that this movie was made in 1966 or something like that. Oh yeah. And it was in black and white. I wouldn't have any problem leaving. It reminds me of a lot of those kind of movies. It does have some, um, it wasn't as much the violence. Like I said, it wasn't as much the violence against, uh, the men because you, you know, in a samurai movie, you're going to see people get, you know, hacked with a sword and stuff like that. But even even the thing where they would test the sword and how they tested it uh, when they first made it, and they would test it on. Oh like, God! Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that, pretty brutal. It was just 
really disturbing. I mean, like I said, this movie and the and the other movie, there were there were. A few yeah, I mean, it's it's very really degrading. Like you know, me. he the, he was really degrading. Like that that's just the lord the the lord that his the sword was made for. He he wanted to make sure that sword yeah. cut like he wanted it to, and that was the best way to do it, I guess. And, so. and it's almost like uh, you know, and I, and I don't want to compare the or make this. I'm I'm going to make the comparison, but you know I I'm repulsed by you know the fucking Nazis and shit like that. But it's like the guys that said you know I I uh, I uh, praise my uh, allegiance to um, the Führer, or I praise my pray, or, you know, uh, pledge my allegiance to uh, Caesar or whoever. And these guys, you know, uh, they were supposed to follow orders without question, and that doesn't excuse it. But you could even tell. That um, this guy was he was repulsed by this and 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 almost like uh, with say Bush and Cheney and our soldiers the, uh, the, the for the I'm not saying everybody because they're you know there's probably soldiers that are scumbags that did shit that they shouldn't do and scumbags in real life or near criminals or whatever but um, this was an instance where. You know these guys and their sacrifice and 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 they're they're wanting to live with, by that code, but then the person that they have pledged their allegiance to isn't you know worth spit compared to right, them. Right, right. They're proud men who um, who have honor, but then they're working for that's like uh, yeah, thirteen assassins. Right. You know, these guys are working for a, a, a damn fucking psychopath, you know, and, so, and that's happened so many times, you you know, but yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, I give it a, um, <laughs> Hank, well, real quick, the reason Shintaro, Shintaro Katsu was such a familiar name, he was fucking Zadoichi and what? Hanzo the Razor. Yeah. I, I didn't even recognize him with his scraggly beard, honestly, and his long hair, but that was, yeah. that's, that's him. That's the brother of, um, of Lone Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. He he was he's almost unrecognizable. And this is the last movie he ever did. And it looks like it looks like this movie was. A, I mean, did he die? Or? No. Well, he died in '97. He died seven years after this, but he was already in his fifties uh, when this when this movie was made. And he just that was his last movie. Um, it looks like he was in. Maybe this movie is a remake. I don't know. There's another movie he was in in '64 called Ronan Guy as well. So um, it does. I don't really know anything about that one. So. But yeah, that's why I was like, I knew his name sounded familiar, and I'm just fucking bad with names. But I didn't even recognize him in the movie, honestly. I give it a six point eight three four. Six point eight three four. Nice. <laughs> I would give it a. Um... I gave it a seven, so that helps you. Yeah. But. <sighs> I didn't get like a big boner over it. Right, I, right. I mean, like, uh, it wasn't like, you know, uh, it's, it's not that kind of samurai movie. It's it's a, it's it's, a, it's different, but that's but uh, you it's know, it's a contemplative samurai movie. Harakiri was like that too. I didn't. I I was like, it's not. Uh, it's not a superhero movie. Yeah. You know, you have certain elements where you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, whatever. But but for the most part it's not like that at all. So it's it's weird it didn't get me that way. So I don't feel this, you know, like dread where I'm like, yeah, you know, but I I actually while I'm scoring it, I'm actually like, okay. 
you know, it was different. It had this, which is good, you know, but it didn't make me feel great, you know, or, uh, <laughs> um, 6.75. Nice. Yeah. Solid. Solid. All right. Let's take a break. I don't even know if we have any fucking feedback, but we'll figure it out and come back and do some feed sack maybe and some other shit and uh, we'll be right back. Shit. Hey there, boys and girls. This is Maverick New York filmmaker Abel Ferrara, director of such films as Driller Killer, Miss 45, Bad Lieutenant, China Girl, Fear City, and Nine Lives of the Wet Pussy. When I'm not out power drilling hoboes, smoking rock cocaine, hanging out with Bruce Willis, uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm listening to The Milk Creeps. It's a podcast, whatever the fuck that is. They covered my movie Driller Killer on their very first episode, so they're obviously sick fucks. If you like that kind of thing, check them out on Facebook or iTunes. Yeah, they're called the Mill Creeps. All right. For more information, go to facebook.com slash millcreeps, millcreeps.lipson.com, or look up the Mill Creeps on iTunes or Stitcher. See, I, I'm wondering how long I should take before I say, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember who chose it. So I was lazy. That was Thin Troll. Now, can, let me ask you a question. I, mean, tid. I, I know some of the stuff you listen to. Now, would you like to drive around and listen to that? That's that. That one's not my cup of tea. I gotta it's say, not your cup of tea. Okay, no, I was no. just wondering. That was not my. I I I did the YouTube thing on the Facebook group today, so I forgot whose choice that was. I'm sorry. I'm lazy. Well, I mean, you know, to each his own. I I just never like some of this. You know, like really speed metal stuff and and stuff. I I just yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember whose that was. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. That was uh, that was James Do- McCormick's choice actually. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! I should have known. <laughs> He's a weirdo. All right, not not bad, James. But I love That's him. good, James. All right. Oh, that yeah. Well, I know that one. I like I like bad, James. <laughs> <laughs> all right, speed no, sack. No. I'll tell you what. I love all. I love all our people. They're just so special. You know what? Thank they you. should have us replace Jay Leno. You know what? Isn't that weird? That fucking what a slap in the face to Coco. Um, the um, Coco. Conan O'Brien, they're fucking. Oh, J- Jimmy Fallon's gonna take his place. Like they are like Conan O'Brien sat in their fucking spot for years, and they give it to him. And they take it away after like six months. Well, Jimmy Fallon, I think it's that you know they're thinking. First of all, they can get him cheaper, and second of all, <laughs> um, he um, he's you know he's young. Yeah. So I mean you know he can bring in the. You know. But I mean, uh, what, uh, talk about a slap in the face. Was a slap in the face to Lena. They're, they're fucking still number one and beating everybody in the ratings. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he just wants too much money, and yeah. I think he, uh, from what Howard Stern says, he's a dickhead. Oh, really? <laughs> he's an asshole. Well, then thanks, uh, thanks to CDR for the choices this week again. The and, and James and, Cormick and, and coming on the show. Um, and that's uh, I guess uh, good coincidence that I played uh, the Mill Creeps. So check out his show too. Mill Creeps, him and Aaron. Creep, creep, creep. Rocking it out. Creep. What? Exactly. Um, all right. Got a couple feed sacks here. Or one big feed sack with two little things in it. Here we go. You guys fucking got a lot of things you want me to talk about. You know, fucking Brigitte, fucking work it out, fucking my <laughs> but you know, I can't answer all of that. First of all, me and Brigitte, I promised Metal Michael fucking all low down on some Metallic of the crazy Michael. shit we got up to. So you, you just gotta have to speculate on uh, what happened there. Uh, fucking, in terms of my working out, what I like to do, you know, I fucking mix it up. I use the fucking weights quite a bit, you know. It's fucking, you can't beat the just the fucking the sound of the weight, the feel of the iron, you know. But uh, you know, sometimes I'll do squats with uh, Jason Statham on my back, you know. Fucking, it's getting a bit slippery when we're all sweaty and shit. But you know, fucking, it makes it harder. Then, you know, working out different muscles and shit. You know, it's fucking good. You know, sometimes I just go fucking run up below the stairs. Like in fucking the Rocky movies, you know, fucking just running upstairs, fucking running up and down, just fucking, yeah, you know, that kind of shit. It just fucking depends on how I feel. But yeah, generally it's just the the real, the classic weight, you know. But then, yeah, just fucking piggybacks and fucking stairs and uh, uh, and uh, just any other kind of shit I feel like this that like helps build my shit. muscles up that fucking leads me out to the fucking last shit you talked about you know my fucking my love muscle you know Sly's fucking dedicated to all of his individual muscles especially his love muscle and that's fucking you know his arm he's fucking saying oh Sly you know he's a short man yeah I fucking I'm short I fucking you know, it's fucking, I can't deny that, I'm a short guy, but I got a huge fucking cock. <laughs> you know, fucking, just you wait, you guys, you come to my basement, I'll get my cock out, you can see how fucking big this beast is, you know? You fucking, you fucking ain't seen that shit like this, you know, fucking that, man, it's fucking big, you know, fucking... <laughs> I don't think I need to prove fucking how big it is, but yeah, anyway, come down, fucking get in my basement, we'll get in our underpants, I'll fucking take those underpants <laughs> off and fucking show you it. Fucking, it's a fucking beast. You fucking, you love it, it's beautiful. I fucking, I do look at it quite a lot, man. It's fucking, fucking one of the most important muscles a man can have. Now, uh, fucking, whatever shit did you talk about? Fucking. <laughs> I it's can't really one. remember. Uh, I might call you back if I fucking remember whatever shit you were talking about. But, you know, you fucking said some more shit to try and make me angry. I'm not fucking, you know, I know you're just joking. You fucking, you know, Sly's got a big dick. It's fucking proof. It's fucking no one deny that. 
You know, fucking. So, yeah, I think that's better. I might call you back. Fuck, fuck knows, you know? Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> he was kind of disheveled and. Um, well, he's like us know. this week. We're a little off our game, I think. I don't know. Um, thanks, Sly, for calling in, though. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, thanks, Sly. I just heard something crash in the other room. I hope that wasn't serious. Wasn't that the the Ku Klux uh, Klan or something. What's that? Ku Klux Klan. You oh, guys have that down there? Uh, probably. You know, I've never seen it. I mean, I, I live in a very little white bread, little suburban kind of kind of rich area. I, oh, I, I don't oh so you're a poser then. I, I thought you were like in the hood and you were like a, no, no. first of all, you're a sports fanatic. You live in this, <laughs> in, in a, in a, a, well, we, we live close. very affluent. Uh, it's funny. It's funny that I live, I live in a, um, is it a gated community? No, no, no. I live in Are your a, parents I, millionaires. I live in a townhouse and my neighbors, I live in one of those, uh, I live next to the one, a kind of house where it, I think it has two bedrooms, but like, at times you'll see like seven people living there. Uh, <laughs> but I got, I, so there's, okay, this is fucking, I, I guarantee it was just a bored white kid, but he, a few days ago, decided to start a fire in a pipe under uh, the main road that goes past my house. So now they've been, they're having to fix uh, something. And there's a fucking, the road is going to be closed for like three weeks and it's fucking a pain in the ass. Well, the first day it was closed was the day it happened. And actually, it was before we recorded. I told you I like messaged you on the way and said I was late because I was stuck or whatever. And then after I figured out what it was, but anyway, I I tried to take a shortcut through this fucking neighborhood, and I had no idea. It's fucking these houses in this fucking neighborhood that are like less than a mile from me. Fucking oh my god, like huge. They're right on a golf course. Like, and I got lost. I was like, this neighborhood is gigantic. And so it's 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 definitely the haves and have nots. In this, Did a security in this guard time. in a car come pull you over? And like, <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, hairy man? Get out! Um, but uh, yeah, so I live in a pretty boring little white part of North Carolina, so I don't see a lot of. Wait like, until the Korean War starts. You want to uh, talk about uh, the boredom will stop. Yeah, Chinese come in. It's gonna be red dawn all the, over again. The rednecks live a little farther out than I am, so you got to drive about f- fifteen minutes. So, yeah. all right, last feed sack. Feed sack. Gold. This is Arnold again. <laughs> you had the Stallone and the Statham ringing in last week, and he complained. And he said that my muscles are not looking good and I am getting flabby. Well, I might be getting flabby pay, Statham, but I have had more moth in my lifetime than you will ever get. <laughs> you don't get half the moth that I get. <laughs> you had to star in crap films with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I could retire now with my bitches and my weed <laughs> and I could make you my slave you and sly my slaves in my basement in my gym mopping up my sweat <laughs> wiping the sweat from my butt cheeks this is what I will make you do if you ring in 
and you call me flabby on the silver and gold again, it will make me calm. It will be like coming. Oh, yeah. It will be like pumping the iron. Oh, oh. You better watch out, Statham. You better watch out. Sly was graceful. Even when you baited him, he would not complain about Arnie because he's my bitch. Sly, my bitch. He knows I have his shares in Planet Hollywood. He's been begging me all week <laughs> not to sell them to Steven Seagal. <laughs> not to sell him out. I might just do that. I might sell them to Scott Atkins. I might sell them to other jabroni action heroes. Like The Rock, with his pain and gain. And the Wahlberg, how about that, Statham? You and Wahlberg, sucking the sweat off my gym floor as I make you my bitches with my 18-inch bratwurst of a penis. (laughs) Would you like that? (laughs) Would you like that, Statham? (laughs) You diss me again, and I will come over to London, or wherever it is you live. You mock me. You hang around with Guy Ritchie. He's your friend. He's the worst director of all time. <laughs> Rock and Roller was a piece of shit. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, piece of shit. Lock, stuck, and two smoking barrels had that ex-footballer Vincent Jones in it. Piece of shit. He did one called Revolver. When you put it in IMDb, Revolver with Ollie Reed and Thomas Millian does not pop up. Just some piece of shit with you in it, Statham. <laughs> That's not right. I'm going to contact IMDb. Contact it. I'm going to buy IMDb. <laughs> and then I'm going to erase that film from there. Because it shouldn't exist. It is that bad. Because you were in its statham. And when I buy IMDb, all your film credits will disappear. Because you called me flabby. I want to fight a fisticuffs with you. I want a pumping iron match with you. It will make me calm, statham. I still love you, Sly. You're my best friend. You put me in Expendables too. But that was only to make money. Don't think it has made the money it made without me in it. You know that's the only reason it made its millions. And that you can afford your gym for Statham to train in and ring in the silver and gold. Anyway, I have to go now to pump some more iron to make myself calm. Oh, <laughs> well, he gets off with a grunt too. That's good. Yeah. Um, the um, I just totally lost my train of thought. I I, I, I guess I'm glad that uh, Arnold forgot that um, when I saw his new movie, I kind of called him Flabby too. So. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, you're out of your head. You're out of your mind. I think yeah. people, I think everybody straightened you out on that. I was, yeah, <laughs> I, <think it's, laughs> I was put in my place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> flawless victory. 
or Jake McLarge. <laughs> so speaking of um, <laughs> what? Speaking speaking of Arnold, um, uh, the Red Waffle Paul has uh, has picked a couple movies for us next week. Now uh, this is uh, our thanks for him as well for being on our top thirty show. So he's programming an episode for us, and he's going to come on. We're going to have him on with um, um, with. Uh, James, a uh, uh, different James. <laughs> right, now, like when six. they come on, is that when we're going to um, review Carlos and Shay? <laughs> yes, we're going to do eleven hours oh. of movie in one week. Yeah, awesome. Now the um, they're going to come on and do a couple films. I can't remember what we've chosen for them. We'll do that probably. We'll do that pretty soon. But um, yeah, for Paul's sweet. choices, he's doing a couple. Uh, we're going to do. Uh, maybe there were once upon a time things uh, kind of a on a British estate double feature for next week. Never heard of these movies either. So we're going to do a movie from 1993 called raining stones directed by Ken Loach. Um, And we're going to do 1987's Rita Sue and Bob two directed by Alan Clark. What is that? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) So Rita Sue and Bob 2 and Raining Stones for next week. You can always send us feedback. To feed you like hot dogs? I love hot dogs. Okay. Uh, to 206-339-1600 or to silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. I am a Jamaican robot doing a German accent. Um, the... Uh, where I just lost it again. Uh, join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Silva and Gold and find us on iTunes on silvaandgold.com and on Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. Fuck it in the pussy. That might be about it. Uh, I'm going to bed. Let's see. Um, yeah, that's about it. Tom, do you have anything else, sir? No, I'm no. just going to go and uh, oh, dig a hole in my backyard and throw some people in it. Yeah, fuckers are stolen your taters. Uh, well, until next week, this is Loaf Oot. Zom Oot. Hunk, hunk, hunk of burning love. A hunk, a hunk of burning love. <laughs>